Welcome back to the Completely Fucking Clueless podcast. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy. And my name is Audrey Jean Flowers. And we both use she, her pronouns. That we do. Oh, my goodness. Audrey J. Flowers just posted on Be Real. (laughs) I wonder what that is. I got you right in the middle of the song. It was great. Love it. I know. If you guys don't know, I literally sing the song in the weird, like our intro Intro song. song. Here's the thing. It like it's right, but when I think of our intro song, like at least because of the way I edit it, yeah, I think like mostly mostly of the like the countdown, yeah, because I sync like the very end of that countdown to the entrance of the podcast. So like in my head, the song you sing and the song that is our intro entirely different songs <laughs> to me, <laughs> and I recognize that's just my brain being Love wrong. But yeah, love that. Wait, do we press record? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, wow. I, That's why I, I said that we're ready to go. <laughs> because I don't press record sometimes. I'm like, are we recording? Yeah. Anyways, hi, everyone. I'm actually shocked we've yet to have that mistake. I feel like we have, right? No, we've had issues where like it stops recording and oh. we haven't noticed. We've never had like where we start and we just never started it. I've heard those horror stories from podcasters. So I feel like I'm always I so mean, anxious about it. I think experienced a similar thing. Yeah. I think it's stopping and not noticing is still Because not it's fun. weird to like have to go back and try and recreate authenticity. Yes. Because it can't. It can't. Like, oh, okay. This actually really does remind me. I forgot to bring it up in the last podcast, but I got to see uh, last week tonight with John. Oliver recorded live um, oh, with cool. our friend Emma. She was the one who took me, and it was super, super fun. I love John Oliver. I've watched the show for years now. Um, but it is really funny. Like when he would have mess up a take, we'd have to go back, and <laughs> obviously, like the laughter that is used in the show yeah. is the live studio audience laughter, right? And so, like they beforehand, he literally like actually said, he's like, I'm about to say something. He has a British accent. Let me attempt a British accent. Oh he's gosh. Like, I'm about this is gonna be a terrible oh, a terrible British accent. It apologizes to everyone is what I'm saying. Um I'm about to ask something very pathetic. I need you guys to laugh. And I understand that that's my job. It's literally to extract the laughter from you. But I need you to laugh, please. <laughs> uh, and so like when they like you could sense a difference in the laughs, like because it is still a funny joke, but a joke is slightly less funny when you did hear it 45 seconds right. ago. But we all still, like, really wanted it to, like, go well and laugh. So, like, we almost pushed a little bit harder. Right. I doubt you can hear because the laughter so far in the background, like, when you actually listen to the show. But it was, like, funny for us because you could definitely feel when we were all being like, ha, 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 This is a new information and something that I definitely didn't already laugh at. I feel that. That reminds me of, like, when I went and saw Watch what happens. Watch what happens live. Yeah, with um, Andy Bravo, mm-hmm. um, and it was the same thing. It was like the PA, like standing on the side, being like, "Clap, come on, make it louder." <laughs> yes. And when I saw Stephen Colbert, they had an applause thing. Yeah, souls for the. Where's for this one? Like there was one point where I laughed and. I was, and no one else really did. And I was like, oh, no, I was embarrassed. <laughs> That's Sorry, funny. I interrupted. No, it's OK. How was your Halloween? Uneventful. Wait, no, but you saw Fletcher. Oh, I did. <laughs> I was like, I want to hear about the concert. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little hairbrained, screwbrained, whatever. What's hairbrained? I, hair, I, I was thinking of a hairball. Like, I think what? there's like ha- hairbrained. <laughs> I think that's maybe a saying. Let us know if there's some saying hair? that sounds like that. I don't, I've never heard that. 
I don't think what I'm saying is right. I think it's we're both just close tired. to something right. Yeah. Um. So I saw Fletcher. Yes. Which was very, very, very fun. So I ended up going <laughs> with one of my other friends. Long story short, the friend I was initially going with had to go home. Um, and so I posted on my story and then uh, no one knew who Fletcher was. So I just reached out to my friend who's also kind of gay and seemed to have similar vibes. And I was like, she might know who Fletcher is. Yeah. She didn't really, but I was like, do you want to come? And she was like, sure. Um, so we went, it was really fun. Um, Your look was iconic. The look was, you. the look was looking. Thank. It's cause I literally hadn't done anything all weekend. And so I was like, okay, I'm not dressing up for Halloween, but I want to at least like do a good yeah. look. Um, Did people go to the concert, like dressed up and stuff? Lots of people were dressed up. She was even in a costume. Oh. Um, she was in a Cruel DeVille costume. Oh my and I'm actually gosh. so sad. I only got video, only took video in the beginning when she had pants on, but she eventually took the pants off and just of so many things to say. I have another friend who was actually at that concert sitting separately for me that yeah. night and we literally were texting being like she's just so hot she's just so <laughs> her hot. concert looks fun from like the people like on tiktok i've seen that have gone i just don't know her music very well it's very fun it's weird because i've gotten really into her like in the past like six months probably so i know her most recent album really well yeah but her older songs i didn't know as well but it was very fun um a lot of gays a lot of gays um there was literally actually like two men standing next to my friend and i who uh one of them was a comment that was said to us and one was a comment that i overheard but basically the the comment i overheard was him being it was two gay men i'm not sure if they were together but it was two gay men and they made the comment of being like oh so i think saturday was all the day when all the gay men went and i think tonight's the night all the lesbians are going <laughs> and i was like yeah we all got together and planned it and just intentionally left you out <laughs> um <laughs> but then also my friend and i were talking about like you know the age we're at all the things that we kind of do yeah and just the full existential crisis we're in and mm-hmm. this man Love turned that. to us and he was like how old are you two and we were like 24 and he's like i'm 30 i promise it gets so much better and Aww. i was like that's great to hear kind of weird that you just joined our conversation like that he was like let me help you i hear your pain and your struggles let me just tell you you're it's gonna get better you know what i've heard that 30 is like the thriving era i have heard that a lot but now i'm scared because it's like what if i get to 30 and i feel like i'm not thriving well yeah that's another part of the issue um so the concert was super, super fun. She was yeah. a really amazing performer. That's awesome. Um, yeah. A 10 out of 10 would recommend. Love her new album. Very gay. She's so hot. And I, what I really liked is um, one of her songs uh, that came out. So it's, I believe it's called Better Version or Better Versions. Um, but it's basically about how like when you break up with someone like the next person is going to the next person that they date is going to get the better version of that person Mm. for the work that you two did together and how you're gonna or that someone else is going to get the better version of you yeah um and she was like she like made a whole like little monologue in the beginning or before this song being like um this song was initially written about like how someone else will get the better version of like yourself as well but i like to like now like really think about it of like you get the better version of yourself yeah and that, like, to put all of, like the self-love into it of like you learned a lot in that relationship and it's not just someone else that's getting a better version of you it's you're getting a better re- version of you now a hundred percent and like a lot of a lot of like the like i actually i i really want to play some of the songs for you eventually i know like, i feel like i need to listen um because a lot of it 
a decent amount of it is about like breakups, but there's a lot about like changing and growth. Like there's right because I heard her like I know the Becky song or whatever yes. because of all the TikTok, TikTok drama. Stuff. Um, so the the name of the album. Wow, I'm really going in depth about this. Um, is Girl of My Dreams, and the song Girl of My Dreams is about herself. Mm. Um, and so, like, a lot of it is about, like, breakups, and, like, I love all the variety that it has, but there's also one that's literally named I Think I'm Growing, question mark. Ooh. <laughs> Girl of My Dreams is about herself, and then I Love You, Bitch, which is about herself. And then the last song is named For Carrie. Her first name is Carrie. Aww. Um, but it's just, like, I think it's a album that, like, has a lot of emotion, but also, like, a lot of really good vibes towards like self-healing. How old is Fletcher? I think a little older than us. Like maybe like later 20s? I question think so, but I, I'm I was just curious. At, I'm terrible at guessing ages. I think part of me definitely wants her to be older than us because that'll make, <laughs> make me, me feel better. <laughs> literally. Um, she's 28. Okay. Amazing. Perfect. Amazing. That's fine. That's fine. I can handle a 28. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yes. How was your Halloween party? Your work party? Oh my goodness. It was crazy not like crazy like i wasted crazy but it was just like the venue was super cool it was at this hotel called the jane hotel mm-hmm. um and the room it was in like gave like gossip girl like it Ooh. gave like classic new york gossip girl vibes it was super super cool like the actual venue itself um and the party was great like they throw a great party and it was just oh, crazy yeah. for me to like look around and be like this is technically like a work event fierce um i keep feeling like i have to burp is it gonna come up i don't know okay um and so yeah it was really fun um my costume i thought like was just a little bit too tight and small but it was fine i made it work like you know i'm like I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm so over Halloween in that way. Like love dressing up, but honestly, Halloween is so hard in the whole clothing department because you're trying to shop for things and things aren't fitting correct. And it just like totally mind fucks me. I think I'm really going to enjoy Halloween more when I'm older and have more resources and therefore can like ball hard on it because I think I'm a person who like, I do something I want to like actually do it. do it yeah like I loved like our, what we did for Halloween because yeah. it like was it but I felt like both my actual like Halloween weekend costumes were not it yeah and so but yeah the party was great got to meet some peeps in the in the office you know yeah. um but yeah I can't complain and it was great because I had the next day off Fierce. So I literally sat literally in my bed fierce. all day and I had mac and cheese and I took a <laughs> nap. <laughs> it was lovely. That's amazing. Yeah. So can't complain. Pretty good week. I'm feeling pretty tired today. It's like kind of hitting me, but don't need to wake up super early tomorrow. Nice. We're going to a housewarming tomorrow. I know. I'm so excited. We're, we're going all over, the way over. to Astoria. No, it's I'm really just kidding. Cute, I mean, it's probably like going to be less meaningful isn't the right word but like it's always really fun for me to go out there because it's yeah. so much more suburban so yeah. it's different than what I'm used to yeah I'm excited because I heard Astoria is like very up and coming and like yeah they uh, we have a couple friends who live there and they all really love it yeah so excited to see that I would say they've both told me or all of our 
two of my very good friends who now live out there, one of whose is the housewarming party that we're going to. The other person who's also part of the housewarming party, I'm also good friends with, but have not made this specific comment to me, um, that they're on a campaign to get everyone they know and like to move out to to Astoria. Astoria. And they've told me they're not even actually going to try with me. They've already given up. (laughs) They gave up before they began. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't see you there either. I do not see myself (laughs) there either, but I heard it's a pretty good commute. Like yeah. into the city. Like I heard it's not that bad. I like visiting it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to go for the for the evening. Yeah. Have some fun with friends. Um, a couple other little things happened this week. I had my second interview for this job. Oh, yeah. I'm How hoping. did it go? I think it went pretty well. It was with two people. Um, they said I'd hear within the week. Okay, so that's good. We'll see. I don't think it went like 100%, but I don't think it went bad. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. Interviews are so fucking awkward. Yes. <laughs> like so awkward. <laughs> Um, and then I've also, as everyone knows, I, if you've been listening to the previous episodes, I say everyone as if like everyone in the world, our millions of fans exactly. are listening. Everyone listens to this. Um, I've been decreasing my meds. I definitely last week started to feel some side effects this week. I've been feeling a little bit more, definitely been a little more like anxious on edgy girl. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're doing our best still trying to take care of ourselves. I've now probably for maybe eight meals in a row <laughs> and i think i actually know it was exactly eight meals because i went and bought those frozen naan from trader joe's i bought two packets of those yeah and so i go through stages of uh, sometimes they're like depression meals sometimes they're just like not feeling it meals sometimes they're just like food is disgusting like do you know the song that's like on tiktok that's like all the food is poison all the food is poison no i've never heard oh. it I think I'm on a really mentally ill side of TikTok. <laughs> anyway, or when food's just disgusting me. Um, so I've now made this. I know that I'm pretty sure it was eight meals in a row because I think they can't come with four each. And I got two packets and I finished the final one today. Yeah. Where I would toast the frozen naan, then put some cheese on it. And I actually got a little fancy Ooh. halfway through. I got two different types of cheese. So oh. I put half cheese, one type of cheese on the other, half on the other. And then when it came out, I put in the opposite crock section, pesto and uh pizza sauce Ooh, that sounds yummy <laughs> it is but i probably have had it for eight meals in a row you know what but if we're it works, feeding ourselves exactly do what works so we're doing that had a doctor's appointment day finally had my uh what is the one that you're supposed to go to once a year oh general practitioner yeah that type of doctor but what is the name of the type of appointment oh your checkup yeah oh. yeah yeah <laughs> Check-up. <laughs> I don't know. Annual checkup. Your annual yes. physical. Oh, there you go. Physical. Okay. Um, it's been so long that the doctor that I went to back in my hometown sent a letter to my parents oh, being gosh. like, hey, it's been a while. Um, so finally went. Um, I'm only bringing it up, A, because got a referral to him to start PT for my ankle. Okay, good, good. I was going to say. And B, because I had like a weirdly emotional moment there uh, where like when you go in, one of the parts of an annual physical is you get weighed. Um, and they were like, can you just hop on? And I almost actually asked like, Hey, can you please not say it out loud? Because oftentimes like when they would read it in the past, they would just say it out loud. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of nervous. So I just stepped on and it was like one of those electric ones and I was facing it. So I just like looked all the way up. Yeah. Um, and just didn't let myself look. And then as like, I leaped, I leaned over so he could read it without asking me and type in the info and I made sure not to look at his computer so that I couldn't see it. And 
I like was weirdly emotional about that because like it's always emotional getting weighed at the doctor. Yeah, and I just like I was like knowing that information's not gonna help me in any way. It is gonna send me on a full spiral though if I find it out. And like as much as like I don't know, I, my brain feels very torn of like why do you care? And then also like the weird boomer in the back of my head being like, oh, kids these days so weak they can't even handle hearing numbers. And then also the like I don't know many things arguing in my head, but it was just like. You know what? I'm just not gonna look. And no, I'm just you gotta not do gonna what's know. best for you. And I got I weirdly very emotional about it. No, I feel you. I get the same exact way. I was actually my parents have like a weight in their um like bathroom, and I was thinking I was I was gonna like get on. I was like, but then I was like, it's no. just gonna make me unhappy. <laughs> I know it's gonna make me so unhappy. No need to do that. Like let's move on yeah yeah i was like let's just not have this ma- meltdown today we can avoid yes, this meltdown let's 100%. just not let's not do it i get it my uh nutritionist says it too she's like just don't don't i do don't it. i don't need to know yeah she's like you don't really need to know it's no. not gonna affect anything no. i was like you're right you're right <laughs> so i was like we're just not gonna look and he didn't say it out loud and i was like i there didn't say this to him but I, in my head i was like Thanks for not saying it. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to know what it is. That is not going to be helpful information to me. hundred percent. Do you have any clueless moments? I have one very specific one. Um, You go first. Okay. I was like, ready. I was looking at my notes before we got on the mic. I was like, oh, I remember this. Okay. So I am watching. Have you watched the new seasons of Love is Blind? I haven't because I've heard all the men on it are just so terrible. Oh, they are. It's actually kind of, it's a lot better than last season. Last season sucked I compared watch, I to I only this. watched the first season when we were in lockdown. Okay. <laughs> so I started Love is Blind. Um, also, Netflix just like dropped Love is Blind and Bling Empire, both reality TV shows, without any warning. They were just like, here it is. I was like, okay. They released a new season of Big Mouth. I didn't even realize I'd missed a full season. Yeah, they just like <laughs> don't say when they're releasing things unless no. it's like a really big project. I was like, okay. So I start watching it and one of the guys, this is a little bit of a spoiler at if to the people listening one of the guys is named matt and he is dating this girl colleen mm-hmm. and he obviously has some trust issues because he got married at a really young age mm-hmm. found out that this girl was cheating and she got pregnant with that other oh, guy brutal. which is definitely brutal um but it's no excuse to treat somebody so poorly yeah again so, cool motive still murder yes someday so, <laughs> i'm gonna make this a phrase i'm like Wait, uh, cool motive still murder you know how gretchen wieners was always trying to make fetch a thing yes it's not so much that i'm trying to make it a thing it's just i find it so useful in everyday life and i want other people to understand it it is literally i think stolen from the tv show brooklyn 99 okay um and it's basically like he was explaining like it's very literal in the sense that they use like a criminal is explaining why he did something okay. and the character says that's a very cool motive you still committed murder right and i think it really works in the sense of like i really like it because it's like there can be very good justification and reasoning right. for something but you, still... but you still did something shitty and right. that doesn't excuse that a hundred percent explain it but you, like you still committed murder <laughs> You committed murder, Matt. And so he has, there's been times in the series where he blows up at this girl because oh, mm-mm, she mm-mm. like was having this conversation with one of the other guys, which was minorly inappropriate, but wasn't like a huge thing. And he just like, instead of having like a reasonable conversation, yeah. just like blew up. And then there was another situation which kind of reminded me of my past relationship where it was like she went out with her girls to the club 
And he's like, I can't marry this woman. Like, she's like out at the bar, like da 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 da. And literally freaked out about it. And so I, and he made this statement of like, I, I can't marry a woman who's going to like stay out until 2 a.m. And I have heard men do this so many times. Like, I'm not going to marry a woman who like goes out. I'm not going to marry a woman who like wears tight clothes. And I'm so over it. Like, why? Like, why? Like, you can go out till 2 a.m., so why can't we? Like, why is it, like, us? Because they see women as objects and of their possession. Yeah, like, get over yourself. Like, it's literally, it makes me cringe when I hear, especially a male, because I've really rarely ever heard a female be like, no, you need to be home at 2, or I'm not going to date a man that's out until 2, or, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah ridiculous i feel like the longer i exist in the world and like part of this has been like a part of my journey with the queer identity i'm just not sure <laughs> this is kind of like horrible and deeply sad i'm not sure i could ever fully trust a man just by like a straight straight cis man like <sighs> there's just like i think a level of just certain things they will never understand but also like i think so much of the way that it is hardwired into them like they i think will just never see women's time as value as them as valuable as their own and like i think just the expectation of like what women are expected to do within a household mm. versus men yeah is so different and i almost think that's like just too big for them to overcome oh my god literally <laughs> and, like, like i don't think i could ever really fully trust a man because yeah and like I know a, that's sad. And I like, and like I, I have very many men in my life who I love very much. And yeah. like my parents, like, and I, I love them very much. But like, I just don't know if I, I could ever. Yeah, I know it's was, it's just ridiculous. And I literally was watching it and I'm just like, I just do not get why people are this way. I understand it comes from very deep rooted trust issues and all that shit, but still it's just literally angers me to my core. Yeah. That's my clueless moment. Um, oh, you know what I forgot to do? What? Clueless moments, moments of, of the week. week. <laughs> we got to come up with a harmony to that sometime. I know we do. Someday. Maybe. <laughs> um, I have one that. <laughs> and again, this is kind of building on mine last week in a different route. Again, having like some medical stuff going on right okay. now, just like very aware of like, hey, our whole medical system is terrible. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, I think. <laughs> this has also been something that I've been struggling with. I think probably exacerbated by my med change, but uh, just how uh, fucked uh, the world is and how oh, yeah. messed up everything is. Like having been a bit more engaged in like our medical system recently, like I've always known it's terrible. And I recognize I am already coming from a deep place of privilege and I by no means am blaming doctors, nurses, anything um, because they they're working the best they can within a system that is deeply flawed and broken and they also have had an exhausting few years with the pandemic yeah um but just like how terrible and like unfeeling our entire medical system is mm. and then also on top of that just like a very basic s systematic thing like why can't <laughs> things be more connected why oh every gosh. time you see a new doctor you have to give them an entire new history which, like, just is silly and a waste of everyone's time. But also, like, the more you, like, the studies have shown the more you tell a story, the more it gets, like, away from the original. And as much as medical facts aren't stories, like, every time you tell them, you remember them a little bit worse. Yeah. Which means, like, every time they get further away. And I just don't understand, like, how with all the technology and everything we have, 
there's just not a better system we have. Like, yeah. I have to go and actually get my old doctor's office nope. back in Massachusetts to fax. Yes, I have to do rec- that for a pap smear. Like, L- I need to get the copy of my pap smear from last year. you like, that's just so stupid. Um, but then also just, like, how, like, it. I got my annual physical, and it was um, honestly kind of miserable and, like, a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And just, like, not that I, I think it's meant to be, like, a fun, enjoyable thing, but it's so, like disconnected and like in inhuman um and like i know that like that's by no means the fault of the doctors and whatever and that like we live in an imperfect world and we have deeply flawed systems and everything but and like as much as like I wish there was like a portal, like a portal where it could all be. Because I think that's the hard thing sometimes for me with all the doctors. It's like everyone has their own like system. system. And it's like it never ends. Like you always have to keep like going. Like it like and feels like just, once you start going, it just tumbles. There's just so little like care within it. And again, I don't blame at all the doctors and nurses for this. Like this is above their control but like there's just so little care shown within our systems like it is so just removed and almost like clinical which like i understand why but it's just like it's difficult talking about like the screening that they do for depression in the beginning where they're like have you been having feelings of like loneliness Wait, or whatever really okay maybe i don't have to do this because i've been seeing like my like general practitioner physician since I was literally a baby. So she like, I've sometimes gotten yeah. it verbally. Sometimes it's like written down on like that paper you fill out when you get down. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But they like sure. gave it to me verbally. <laughs> They're like, Have And I'm like, like, Hey, I don't think anyone's going to be, if you were asked and you didn't have diagnosed depression and you were asked those questions, I think most people would just lie because it's someone like who is not even looking at you asking in the most monotone voice. Like that's not going to be where you confess. Do you like, have depression? And I just, <laughs> they were like asking about it and like asking about it. I was like, well, I like have diagnosed clinical depression <laughs> and he just like didn't really know what to do with that. And so I was like, you, he was like, have you been feeling like hopelessness or whatever? And I was like, yeah, but we know the answer to that already. Like, I, I get it. You don't need to scan me for depression. I have it. We've done right, that part. Right, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I understand what you're saying. Like, why do we need to do this whole screener? Like, like I know I'm depressed. I get the purpose of it. And, like, that was more so, like, a funny instance for me. But, like, I also think in the reality of if someone was struggling with depression and not out about it, I don't think anyone's going to admit to it within that screening test. Right. Because it's so, like, inhuman. Or, like, even on the little checkbox thing that we do. I'm sorry. I don't think that's where like you. Yeah. People are going to. Yeah. Like confess. Doctors are weird. The whole system is very, very intriguing. Deeply flawed and deeply capitalist and deeply um, filled with greed. Point blank. (laughs) There you go, world. (laughs) Lots of ranting this week. I also haven't had a ton of human interaction these past few days. Well, guess what? Here we are, us and the millions that are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. This has been a long intro. Sorry, folks, for all the rants. Maybe I'll cut one of them. Maybe I won't. 
you know what? You'll just have to see. Yeah, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> we are going into an interview right now. We're actually going to be heading to a podcast studio right after we're done. Because we're fancy bitches. We are so fancy and honestly you guys are going to get some premium content near the end of november but i'm going to keep it a secret to keep you on your toes so premium content, premium why, content. That, that do you not me. hear that i feel like so many content creators I do, say but that like it's <laughs> i think it's just so funny sounding premium content anyways Yes, yeah, so we're going to do an interview, which you'll be hearing right now. And we are super excited to introduce our next guest. Her name is Claire Brodsky. She actually went to Elon, and we didn't know her at our time there. But I didn't know anyone outside the department. I knew a few, but definitely not her because I would have like, no, I would have been like, oh my God, hey, Claire. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're super excited to chat with Claire today because she moved to NYC shortly after graduating. And honestly, her TikTok just gives me like sex in the city, gossip girl vibes. Like it is giving the vibe. Like she goes to Equinox and gets the eucalyptus towel. She goes to like all the cool coffee shops. She like works in fashion. She worked at Cosmo um, as a freelance digital designer. And now she's a coach as a graphic designer. Wow. I really am getting the lisp in here. Um, <laughs> like I can feel, do you ever feel like your tongue like lisping? I don't know. Anyways, sorry. But when I have my retainers in. Oh, don't have those. Back to our guest. <laughs> yes. So Claire has had really cool jobs in fashion. She is living the very cool NYC life. And we're going to chat with her all about it today. Hopefully we're going to get into like moving to New York, how to get through that, making friends in New York, all about her life in fashion. I really want to know what Fashion Week is actually like, you know? Same not just like on social media. So let's get into our chat with Claire Brodsky. Woo. Okay, everyone. We are super excited because we are in studio today doing an in-person interview, period, uh. per, with Claire Brodsky. Are we saying your last name right? You are. Okay. We, we Googled it. We Googled it before we got here because we were doing our we intro and outro. We were too difficult. Yes. We were being a little silly. <laughs> we were adding in letters that weren't there. <laughs> thank you for coming on our podcast. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. I'm so yeah. excited. I found you guys a while ago on TikTok. Period. <laughs> and I was like, this is everything because this is exactly how I'm feeling in my life. And now I can't believe I'm being a guest on the I know. <laughs> it's very funny to me that you only recently realized we also went to Elon. Yeah. Yeah. So in preparation, um, well, not in preparation. I've been listening. But then I went back and listened to the first podcast. And I was like, wait, I went to Elon too and I graduated in 2021. Which is, I'm so confused. That's yeah. so crazy. I know. Elon is like Big, but also small, but just big enough to like maybe not run it. Yes. It's also like kind of niche. Like in our like freshman year class, I think there was eight people from my town. My town is smaller than Logan Airport. It's four square miles. The fact that there was eight of us. That's crazy. Absurd. And so after Elon, did you move right to, to New York or what was your kind of trajectory to getting here? So I graduated May and then I moved back home for the summer okay, looking cool. for jobs, applying places. Yeah. And then I got my job in like August, moved here August 26th. Amazing. So I was saying to Audrey before we got here, I was like, your life on TikTok is just giving me like gossip girl, sex in the city. And especially, you know what it's also makes me think of is the hills. But not in L.A. because like of <laughs> Cosmo and all those things. So I was wondering, can you give us like 
a day in your life in New York City? Of course. Okay. So right now, it's a little bit weird okay. because I switched jobs about five months ago. I guess that is a long time ago. It feels so new, but I guess now I'm like almost half of a year <laughs> in. Um, but I'm basically fully remote. I try to go in once a week, but my team doesn't go in. I, I work at Coach now. Um, so usually a day in my life is at home. Wow. How do you like working remote? Hate. Okay. Hate, me hate. too. I only do it once because I'm doing an internship that is part time and I literally only do it on a Monday and I hate it. Yes. It's just like if, if you're in the beginning of your career, especially in New York City, yeah. like, this is the time to meet people, to get some coworkers, maybe meet friends, like right. through coworkers, go to happy hours and like be in person. I don't necessarily need to be in person every day. I'm right. really grateful to be able to be home and have that flexible schedule and be able to travel and like meet my parents, you know, yeah. um, and whatnot. But I would really like to be going into the office at least twice a week. Yeah. Do you feel like you know anybody like on your team or is it like so hard to make that connection? So my team is pretty small. I'm yeah. on a graphic design team. And so okay. in any creative team, it's pretty, pretty, pretty small. Yeah. Um, so I know everyone on my team pretty well, even though we're on Zoom. Like I've met them in person a few times. Mm-hmm. Like we're sp- we basically go in once a month. Okay. Um, and like other teams do go in once a week, but it's just been really hard meeting people at work. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're not actually meeting them. <laughs> right. And it's like when they're on different teams, like we, when I do try to go into the office, people are really just working. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, why are we like getting lunch? And you know, I don't know. So it's just been, it's been honestly really lonely. Aww. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but you know, you try to make the most of it. So I'll like, yeah. wake up early. I try to work out trying to do that grind um, <laughs> and like make myself breakfast and then I log on to my meeting. I we, we always have a meeting in the morning and then I like go on a walk or meet someone for coffee. Yeah. yeah. Like just try to like find other ways of building community. Yes. And like getting out of the house. Like that's what I feel like the hardest thing that's about working so at home is. It's like you'll get on the computer and then before you know it, it's dark outside. Yes. And I'm like, I haven't been outside. Especially in the winter. Yeah. Oh my God. I am not looking forward no. to the winter vibe. Being able to work from home, like I think is so important and like, really should be an option. But I think it like is a better system for when you're older. I think like right. when you're younger and you need those particularly because like most people when they, not most, but a lot of people when they graduate college move somewhere else. And like you need to build community and yes. like, even having a meeting on Zoom is miserable, much less trying to make friends over Zoom. Like, I'm proud of the fact I have made one, like, entirely unrelated to me friend since moving to the city. Yeah. I moved over a year ago. And I'm really proud of making that one friend. Period. <laughs> yeah. So how have you made a community then in the city? Like, friends yes. and all that. So I'm actually super happy about the way that this past year has been. Yeah. You know, coming from Elon, it's a very small school. 100%. A lot of my friends didn't end up coming to New York. And to be quite honest, like, I just don't feel like I really made, you know, my best, best friends in college. Yeah. Like, we kind of all think we're going to. So coming to New York, it's been really cool being able to meet friends of friends and, you know, make new friends. So one of my best friends, so funny, I met her in line at a party. Oh, That is so It's, like, so cute. We were standing in line and we were, to we were going to like an event and we went alone and she was just standing in front of me in line and we just started talking she was super sweet and we just became super close from that wow so that was awesome um and then i've made friends through other friends mm-hmm. you know my friend had a housewarming party and one of her friends friends came and i got along really well with her um and then honestly a lot of people from back home who moved to new york that mm-hmm. i wasn't friends with back at home now that we've all kind of 
gotten here yeah. at this point in our lives. We've reconnected. Um, and it's just really nice being like, wow, I've known you for forever. We were never really close. But now New York has brought us together. Yeah. Wow, that is so nice. I have the like fortune of like having my friends close, like my high school friends, because I grew up 45 minutes away. Um, and I find that there's still like very much the clicks in place from high school that like are still thriving in our 20s. Um but I think that's amazing. Yeah, like, it's been really I, like I really don't think I'm so grateful for, for you know the people that back at home or even in college that are are here. People are all looking to make new friends. Hundred percent. So I don't feel like those clicks are really there anymore. Yeah. So I really I really like that. Yeah. I wonder how it would be like if like we all saw each other like in New York. I feel like it could probably be that way because I think you uh, ultimately oh my god words end up like letting go of high school and all those things yeah Yeah. like you also as an adult like have to really actively pick your friends in a way that you don't do in high school or college like it's not just it becomes less situational because you have to go out of your way to spend time with people for the most part and so you really get to pick your friends in this way that is very new and very cool because you if you don't like someone you don't have to spend time with them anymore um but is also deeply scary and overwhelming and requires a lot more planning than previously required a hundred percent it's very difficult because in college people are around everywhere Mm -hmm. literally the same schedule everyone has the same schedule you just walk to the coffee shop Mm -hmm. on campus or you walk anywhere and people are always around right here it's like if you're if you don't have a plan to hang out with someone shit out of luck it's kind of hard do you feel like because i know you audrey have talked a lot to me about like in those first couple of months of moving to the city how you felt like lonely like do you feel like you experienced the same thing 100 million percent yeah that's what really obviously drew me to you guys on tiktok because we we all move here it's all so exciting but then you're like wait Mm -hmm. i don't really know people i just started a new job i just came from college like what am i doing i'm also like I miss my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a boyfriend. We're going to get into that. <laughs> but I, I don't have anyone to like, you know, be my person. Right. Yeah. So, and it's like, obviously I have some I have great friends that I love, but it's like, it's not the same as like family yeah. or, you know, you have to make the plans and it's 100%. very difficult. No, I can I mean, you've talked to me about it. It's, it's hard. I can't imagine. I mean, like moving to somewhere like I feel like it would be like if I was moving to like LA like that would be my experience I'm impressed for the people who like move here from like I have a lot of friends who like are from California and who have come out here and like I that's so impressive to me because like I'm from Massachusetts I'm still not that far Mm -hmm. like relative to a lot of my friends I see my family pretty often like they were here this past weekend and not this upcoming weekend but the following weekend I'm meeting them upstate to go and see my sister like I still get to see them very often. Yeah, that's so nice. Like I I would say the pandemic really made me realize like, oh, I I always want to stay yes. within like even if it's a longer drive, like a drive of it, my family. Fam. It totally made me realize how yeah. much I cherish my family. I didn't think I would ever feel that way. I was like, fuck my family. I'm going wherever I want. You bitches can come visit me. I don't care. See, I was that way too, but it was college for me. I think in college is when I realized because I was always the, I have two younger brothers and I was always like, I want to go far. And my brothers were more homebodies, like didn't really have a lot of sleepovers as kids, things like that. And they both went out to the West Coast for college 
luggage and I only went to Elon, which is not that long of a plane ride. Um, and in college, I would call my parents like so often. I'd be like, I need your help. I'd yeah. always after class call my mom. <laughs> it became our little routine. And I was always actually, my mom has been retired for a little while. And I was like, how is she busier than any person yeah. I know? <laughs> like She would be the one being like, sorry, sweetie, I'm busy. And I'm like, Mommy! I obviously don't actually call her mommy. <laughs> mommy. I am such a homebody and I call my parents all the time. Yeah. It's just, you don't realize how much you really do need yeah. them. And it's really hard in your 20s being in the in-between stage. Of yes. You're still like an, you're an adult but like are you like like i'm figuring out how to schedule my own doctor's appointments oh my and I'm gosh like, oh i don't God. understand insurance like the benefit <laughs> oh. plan that it's gonna be happening in three years or two years from now it's all so confusing i was literally talking about this before with audrey i was like i just like had this moment today and it happens to me often where i'll just be like this is my life now. Like, mm-hmm. this is life. Like, there's no... I was listening to The Skinny Confidential, and I feel <laughs> like Michael Bostick said it, like, so well in the fact that, like, with school, you knew every year that something... Like, you knew what was going to happen next. Like, okay, yes. I'm in seventh grade. I'm going to eighth grade. And things may be different in eighth grade, but, like, I know. And, in and you know le- the people you're older, so right. you can look up to them. Right. And so now it's just, like, what is happening? And, right, it's, like, who do you look up to? Because everybody has Particularly such different paths. of career paths yes. in which there's not as, like, a conventional yes. path. hundred percent. I'm not really following anyone right now because I'm doing a couple things, none of which are necessarily right. going to go anywhere. And I don't think there's anyone doing the exact same weird combination of things exactly. I'm doing. And you can do whatever, you're hybrid or this and doing that. And like right. the people you're older could be getting married. The mm-hmm. people you're older could still be in their party single phase. Literally. I now can't tell anyone's ages. If you're between like the age of like 21 and probably 30 you don't you're all the same you're all the same (laughs) (laughs) coming back to new york what do you think was the hardest part of moving to the city i think making friends the friends yeah Yeah. i figured but i was just curious because i think there are so many elements that everybody has friends though yeah just just figuring figuring it out like i'm still figuring out i've been here for a year we're all still figuring it out but just like it's such a crazy dramatic shift from being in college to mm-hmm. being working in New York City. So was, I think that was hard. Was your from hometown North Carolina? Like, kind of. Yes, from North Carolina, but was True. your hometown like any city-ish or not really? Like suburb. I'm from Bethesda, Maryland, right okay. outside DC. Okay. So like I guess we have DC, but like eh. it's still right. not the same as living. Not the yeah. same. Yeah. It's New York is a shift. Very. Yeah. Much. Like I can't I am. I always say this. I'm so intrigued to when I finally move here, so that I can see how it will really feel because it's been such a normal part of my life for so long. But I've never like lived here, you right. know. So yeah. Um. And I saw a TikTok of yours that you were saying like, I wish somebody could have like told me like how it would be to move to New York City. And so I'm curious, like, what would be your advice to people who are like looking to move to the city? Totally. I think that in our minds from watching movies and whatnot, we really romanticize it. And I 100% did. Yeah. And I think that's really great. You should be so excited, but also like have your expect, like have your reality in check a little bit. You're going to move here. It's going to be a little stressful. Mm -hmm. Moving in general is very difficult. Yeah. 
you might not like your roommate. Roommate, there's always some situations Ugh. with roommates. You like, I don't know. So just kind of get back to the level on the ground. Right. Look around you. Take a deep <laughs> breath. Have enjoy yourself and enjoy the move, but don't put so much pressure on it. Mm. And don't put so much so much pressure on living your best life. Yeah. TikTok, I we're I'm sure we'll get into it, but like it's so easy to be like, oh my god, all these people are like living it up in New York City. Particularly with watching like influencers, like they live a very different life. Like very. I am not Ubering everywhere. No. no, I don't. I take have the bus. That. I love the bus. Period. <laughs> There's not a. T- there are some buses in my areas, but I'm not as big of a bus girl. I feel like the bus is a big oh. Upper East Side thing. Okay. Advice for anyone listening who's moving to New York City: okay. Download the app City Mapper. It is my everything. I get anywhere with this thing. Oh my gosh, I I've never it. heard of this app. Oh, it's amazing. You need to download it. Okay. It, I, it's my saving grace. I plug in wherever I need to go. It tells me all the ways to get there. If you want a bike, it tells you how to get there. If you wow. want an Uber, subway, bus, everything. That's awesome. I know. I just got comfortable again with using the subway. I was really off of it for a while because of the pandemic and then like things with crime. But now like working again, I've gotten like definitely more comfortable. We we subwayed here today. <laughs> My grandmother's always <laughs> telling me to be careful on the subway. I'm like, thanks, grandma. Sometimes there's no way around it. You got to do it. I know. I try my best not to. If yeah. I, if I don't need to take the subway, I won't. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes you got to take the subway. Yeah. I still find it. I actually, when I first moved here, like two months in I went through a phase of being like I, I always am angry about this but I went through an especially angry phase of being angry about like the ways that women have to go out of their way to like protect themselves that men don't and like I still find it so frustrating when like not that I go out very often but what I do and my male friends like oh I'm just gonna walk home and I'm like oh, well I so have annoying. to pay for a fucking uber if I want to maybe not get murdered so that's rude <laughs> I hang out with guys like it will be like it'll be like late at night or we're at a bar or whatever like I'm just gonna bite and I'm oh, like, oh my gosh. Like this, it's 3 a.m. I can't do that. I have a thing against people who I... bike in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear of it. I've done oh, it I twice do it. while like n- by no means drunk, but I'd had like two drinks and I was following someone else, but I would never do it like by myself. <laughs> I because of when I drive into the city, like because Audrey luckily has a garage right next to her. Um, I drive in and there are always bikers like I have to turn left to get onto her street and I'm just like so afraid of hitting I'm so someone. afraid <laughs> and I'm just like I cannot believe like you have must have really big fucking balls to yes. like get on a freaking bike in this and city. no helmet I'm sorry like, no helmet do crazy shit I'm like if the car hit you the car wins yes <laughs> Yes. I cannot. I will never city bike. I did it once. And oh, I was the was girl it scary? on the sidewalk with the bike, people <laughs> cursing at me. And I was like, I don't. I was like hysterically crying. Oh. I was like, I don't want to. And I couldn't find anywhere to put the bike oh. back. Oh, One no. of my friends, they were literally, they were super late to work. So they were like, sorry, I had to go to five different stops to find somewhere to leave the fucking bike. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to pay like $4,000. Yeah, they were like, Jesus fucking Wait, Christ. $4,000? It says something like, if you. <sighs> don't put it back. back yeah it's it's a crazy fee if you don't put it back because they don't want people just leaving right. them fucking wherever. right <laughs> it's like the whole like scoot have you seen those like scooters that you yes. can kind of yes. just leave wherever um which people always leave them in the worst fucking <laughs> yeah. place i know i don't see them a lot here but i've definitely I seen them, them a lot in while, arizona but they've gotten shut down a lot you know for yeah. safety. legal safety things. <laughs> yes uh yeah 
So let's get into dating in NYC. You brought it up a little bit before. Um, I, Audrey's on her journey too. I love the journey. Love journey. the journey for us. Love the journey. I have the funniest, craziest stories. Okay, wait, please. Can you tell us some? I would love to hear. I have met some wackadoos. <laughs> wackadoos. Not wackadoos. Uh. I'm just like, I just want to have a normal, nice date, you know, with a cute guy that I feel excited about. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you meet most of the people like through dating apps? I'm on Hinge. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Raya. Okay. Oh. Try to get it. I'm waitlist. I'm not going to lie. Raya kind of sucks. I know, but I want to go on it for the memes. And my friend was so confident. <laughs> she was like, I got on. You'll get on. <laughs> I'm waitlisted. Yeah. It's not really worth it, to be no. quite honest. No one messages you. It's no. like you oh. have to pay for it. Oh. I would say one of my favorite things, though, was seeing the people that I know who are on Raya because yes. it comes up with people like, for Damn. you to ask them for a recommendation. Um, and it was really funny <laughs> to see what people in my life made the cut. So I, I met a guy at a bar like a year ago. Okay. I thought he was so cute. We were like flirting and talking. I gave him, gave him my number and we were like, texting the next day. Then he just never replied. Ugh. About five months later, I go to my <laughs> referral section in Raya. He, re- he asked for a referral from me for him to be on Raya. That Dude. is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, All right, what? Think for one second. Like, no. Um, so I don't really drink much. I don't really like drinking alcohol. Yeah. So that makes dating a little bit difficult, especially in New York, because dates are always, let's grab drinks. Drinks, yeah. right. And it's like, unfortunately, it's like sometimes it's a little bit embarrassing to be like, actually, you know, can we do something else? It's not really embarrassing, but you know, with there's a stigma. Right. There like, is. It's like, oh, why don't you drink? It's right. like, why? I don't need to explain myself right. to you. I just don't like it. Yeah. So I, before, now I'm very confident in being true to myself and being like look i don't drink and it actually weeds away the people that i don't want to be with like i bet right if i'm like actually you know i don't really drink i'd rather do something else or i'll go go to drinks but i'm not going to get something some guys are assholes about it and they're like what like you're not a drinker like Uh, whatever then i'm like bye great impression of the voice yeah that's exactly what we're talking about and then you'll get the guys that are like oh my god no problem like let's go on a walk or something like i think that's so sweet so that's awesome yeah but like about a year ago when i was still new i just was like accepting the drink dates and i was like i'll just order a drink and it'll be fine and you know i'll have a glass of wine or whatever i just like prefer not to yeah so i'm on this date with this guy 28 so i'm like thinking in my head he's mature (laughs) he has his shit together he's a hottie whatever meet him first of all he's not cute i'm like great Uh, it's so hard to tell the worst is when like Three of the photo- photos yes. are great, and then three, three of them are bad. It's like, are you bad at photos, yes. or did these just three photos? Like maybe you got you're lucky. really cute in person. Maybe your personality rocks. I don't know. I'm going to give you a chance and hope for the best. But then you're stuck on the date. Uh, I stuck. I a while back ended up rewatching some of How I Met Your Mother, and mm. you know, as much as Barney Simpson. Stimson? Barney Stimson? Whatever his (laughs) name is. Neil Patrick Harris is a terrible person in that show. There was one point that he made of like being like, I think there should be like 15 minutes in if you're both not feeling it. out. You should be allowed to say like, I'm good. And just peace. Honestly, you know within the first two seconds. Yes. You meet someone, you're like, am I going to vibe with you or not? You can't tell on the app. Yes. So you have to go meet them. But then you can figure out pretty quick, like, this ain't nothing. Yes. So I'm on this date with this guy and I'm like stuck on it because like, yeah. it's so like, I can't just be like, yep, so gotta go. Right. So I'm here talking to him and we're, I don't know what he's thinking. And the the drink comes out, I got a tequila soda. And like, why did I get that? I don't know. <laughs> 
It was disgusting. Yeah, I'm like that sounds absolutely <laughs> horrific. It was disgusting. I was sipping on it. I was like, this is disgusting. I should yeah. have gotten a Sprite. <laughs> He's like downing his drink and like oh, no. eyeing me like, why aren't you drinking? Oh it's like gosh. in his brain or like in a guy's brain, I guess they're like, if they're, she's not drinking, she's not having a fun time. Like, why isn't she finishing her drink? Whatever. Okay. So I kept explaining to him, look, I'm not the biggest drinker. Right. I'm going to sip on it. I'm happy to be here, but I'm not, I'm definitely not going to finish it. Right. He's like, okay, whatever. So at the end of the day, it's like an hour and a half, which is a long time. The check comes. Um, and I always offer, you know, hey, yeah. like, do you want me to split it with you? He goes, yeah, you didn't even drink your drink. I was like, oh, what? The audacity. The audacity. He goes, you didn't even drink your drink. And then he goes, I'm really a good guy, I swear. Like, but like, you just if didn't you drink have your to drink. Say you're a good guy. <laughs> you're not. And I'm like, okay. I'm in awe. I'm like, you're 28 years old and you're in finance. I thought you could cover my $12 drink. Literally. I, I bet he did. He's just like an idiot. An idiot. So Literally. I'm like, okay, you. I like had the, you had the ick the entire time, but this really flew, threw me over. Yeah. I paid and he was, so what are you doing on Saturday? <laughs> And then I literally had to in person anti ghost. This was really nice, but honestly, I don't feel a spark. <laughs> <laughs> Not there for me. Oh my gosh. The audacity. Like, I could just like not imagine being on a date with somebody like you don't know before this and just like no. that acting like that also rude. I think, like such a maturing thing of like now if I get a drink and I don't like it I'm not gonna finish it because no. we're not no. in, we're not in college like, oh my no. god I'm, right. I'm not desperate to drink whatever is handed to me no. and like if it's gross I'm not drinking I'm not it. drinking no. it we're no. in a stage of life where drinking is pleasurable you want to yeah. enjoy your cocktail or whatever right 100% and I just I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that to me if someone who is older than me particularly a guy is interested in me that's now more of a warning flag to anything because it's like i like i'm now old enough that like not so much but it's like why do you want to date a 21 year old mm, there's right. like i have my like on hinge you can set an age range and then yes. like, i have it set to like is flexible so you can uh. see me outside of that age range but it's like if you have your thing if you're 50 years old any of your things set to like 20 why no that's not a good sign that's not (laughs) and it's not that like i'm really mature for my age it's you're creepy and there's a reason why you can't get women your own age to go out with you have either of you tried locks club yes okay what is locks club okay all i know is like one do you follow Remy Bader? Yeah. Okay. Her new yeah. boyfriend she met on Locks she did. Club. Yes. I didn't know that. She got to try this. Yes. And then um, it doesn't have to do with bagels. So no. it, 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 it is like a Jew, um, culturally Jewish app. Oh. Okay. Um, so it is like Locks. Yes. yes. It's supposed to be like a funny, yes. like oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, so I'm not going to go on this dating app. I'm not I've Jewish. Heard, I don't know. I, Some people have great luck on it. Yes. Because also another influencer that I like, Brooke Michio, found her boyfriend on yes. it. I so I'm like, is there I'm, a I'm, great pool on Locks Club? I'm historically, I guess is the right word. Gen- gen- genetic. Uh, the roots of my family come from Christianity and uh, Jehovah's Witness. Uh, there you <laughs> so go. I don't think either of those qualify me to be honest. Well, you don't have, have to, be to be Jewish. Jewish. Okay. Yes, that's why I brought it up because yes. I know a lot of people have mentioned like it's, you don't have to be Jewish. Yes, to be you on don't have to be Jewish. Okay. It's very, you know, New York. Yeah. Um, I'm fully Jewish. However, I have not found any luck. Any luck on it. Um, I think sometimes it's just luck. Like on Hinge, you know, you yeah. hear people finding their people on Hinge. I've heard 
of people finding people on Tinder. Yeah, right. I have a friend. The most I think it's shocking just, to me. I'm like, just depends. Right. I know. It just really seems like a luck of the draw. I think also a chronically New York thing. I think this is an issue a lot in this age, but I think more so in New York. And this isn't just with dating. It's even with like, I noticed a lot of my friends like didn't have formal plans for Halloween. Like no one had really decided. And I think there's kind of like a thing in New York of like, everyone's always kind of looking for like the next best or like the best mm. thing. Yes. And because there's so many options here, it feels like there always is a better thing. Yes. And so like no one really ever wants to commit to anything because it's like, well, but what what's if something the coolest? Comes up? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know. I just like go to things. <laughs> that was so weird. I'm I like, mostly I don't, but that's usually because I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, there's also that balance of like being in your 20s. It's like, I want to go out because yes. that's like, quote unquote, what I'm supposed to do. And like, you won't be able to when you get older. Right. For one reason or another, possibly. Or it feels you gotta just be to true do. to yourself in the moment. There's been so many times where I'm like, you know what? I want to have a nice night yeah. by myself, watch a movie, go to bed early. Yeah. And there's been nights where I'm, I mean, I'm not the person that stays up till 4 a.m. Oh, I mean, no. no. I'm, and I, like I said, I'm not really a drinker. So I, I like to go out. I like to be social. And I like to be home by one. Yeah. Yeah. Around two is my latest. Mm-hmm. Two is where I'll cut it. But you will not see me out past two. If, no, I'm out if past I make two, it take to me one, home. take me home. <laughs> Literally. If I make it to one, my friends are so proud. Yes. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you guys, look, I'm here right now. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> yeah there's been times i'm like Audrey, you're so young i know <laughs> i also have a bad habit of i'm a good a big irish, irish exeter oh, i'll yeah. tell like one person but the going around to oh, everyone and then you're there for another hour exactly and then like by the time you finish saying goodbye to the last person you have to say goodbye to the first person again, again. so i make sure one person i try to go for the most sober or yes. the person who i think would be the most worried about me yeah. i tell them <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. That's what everyone should do. Yeah, you don't need to talk. I'll see you you'll, again. You'll see them again. <laughs> I'll see you again. Do you- I say this and then immediately get this is a very macabre joke. Immediately then die, and all my friends are like, "She didn't even fucking say goodbye, that bitch!" And they're all in my funeral, being like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I think that's exactly the reaction I'd want people to have at my funeral. Fuck you! Okay, great. I'll I'll remember that. (laughs) Do you have any dating advice with all... Like, do you feel like you're an avid dater or like you're like maybe once a month? Um... Now, probably just once a month. Okay. I mean, like, if I could get more dates, I would. Yeah. But I'm being very selective now. Period. (laughs) As you should. Being selective. um, I think someone told me, and I don't know if I agree with this. They Mm -hmm. said, if they're cute enough, try it out. And I'm like, okay, I could what see that. What does enough mean, though? Right. I like, feel like everyone's... There's been people on Hinge. This is all dating apps, which is unfortunate. But if you see someone on Hinge, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, this guy's so cute. I'm sending him a heart. Hopefully he likes me back. Yeah. Then there are the people who are like, okay, like, maybe. Right. It's but then those when they people. message back, I usually won't reply back because it's like, I'm actually not right. that into you. Right. That's the hard part. Mm. I would say, this is the thing. I'm very... I'm a big proponent in meeting people in person. And I've been trying so hard listening to podcasts and figuring out like how to meet people in person. Yeah. And just go be out, go out there and do it. Right. Like what's the worst thing that happens? Like I've embarrassed myself so many times. I was walking outside and it was raining and there was a cute guy on the block and I was like, raining. (laughs) Like (laughs) drawing I'm under my umbrella. Like I don't know. It just splurred out. My sister always makes fun of me. She's like, you just like don't think you just speak. Because I'm like, when you're walking by someone, it's so fast. Oh, right. Yeah. And he literally was just like, what? <laughs> Kept walking. But then there's been other situations where, like, I talked to someone and 
we're like sitting next to each other on a train. This is like the ideal fantasy. Right. Um, and you know, oh no, no, this is this is what happened. There was a guy walking his dog in my neighborhood. Uh, Anytime anyone's walking a dog, I'm like, I'm I was in like, love with you're you. cute. Your dog's cute. I'd be cute with you and your dog. <laughs> and I think I went up to him and I was just like, oh my gosh, like. If you have a dog, it's very easy to talk oh, to someone. Oh, 100%. Because then you can feign, yes. oh, I just want to talk to oh, your I dog. Oh, I didn't want to talk to you. Yeah. And fuck so was, you. Like, fuck you. But yeah, we ended up starting talking. We ended, we like went on a walk with the dogs. It was like super cute. Never heard from him again. <laughs> but, you know, it's like meeting people in person. It's nice. Yeah. Um, if you're a dater online, I would just like go on as many dates as you can as you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, just put yourself out there. You know, I've had bad experiences, but like. Then I learn what I want, what I don't want. 100%. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Advice. That's really good advice. I know. I feel like the whole concept of dating like always had scared me. Like always has. Same. It's freaky. But I would say the, the like honesty does like make things more efficient. Like I I now have like one of the prompts in uh, Hinge is like I knew I was gay when. And so I have like pirates of the caribbean and so like people know like i'm queer off the bat like that's the thing of like i've like not any big issues but like i've had guys be weirded out or uncomfortable with me being queer and so that's just like right off the table you know and like i'm i had a date that was supposed to happen this week and then i postponed to next week but he was like oh of these like here are a couple places we could go which one i was like i have bad hearing whichever one's quieter Mm -hmm. because yeah. I want to be able to hear what you're going to say. Yeah. And like, is that a little embarrassing to admit that like at 24? Wow, God, 24. <laughs> um, I have bad hearing. Do I know almost anything about you? No, but I have bad hearing. So let's just go wherever is quieter. And then it shows so much about his character. And yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. Okay, let's go to the one that's quieter. Right. Because I feel like that's the same thing about what you were saying about your drinking. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's not oh, like off the bat is not going to respect. take that into account and respect that. Then it's like, why even get that person yes, time in the yeah. first place? I also saw or read something that I think is really good advice that I'm trying to take to. It's mm-hmm. like you're you're you don't want your profile to be like everyone liking you. Like no. everyone, we make our profile like is this good? Is this good? Is this right. prompt good? You need to make it very niche because you're not looking for everyone to be liking you. Right. You're looking for the specific people to like you. So Tea. you know. Be writing, you know, if you have something embarrassing that or it's like a funny quirk or whatever that you maybe you're a little embarrassed to like put out there, like put it there because the people that are going to not like you, you don't want anyway. Right. That's so true. That's a good piece of advice. The date that I have next week is with a guy who I have one of the things <gasps> in my profile is um, it's like it's like the, one of the three prompt one nows. And so I have three things in it. And one of them is the show Dimension 20, which is a pretty niche reference. It's a Dungeons and Dragons TV show (laughs) (laughs) that I've had in some iteration of my profile on and off for a while. And I've never had anyone reply to it. And I have not really been going on dates much. I've been ish trying to. Not really that hard, though. Um, And I agreed to go on a date with this guy because I was like, he understands this reference. And I was like. That's hot. And it could be amazing. It Little could not. But like, nerd. put yourself out yeah. there. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm going to go up to him on Wednesday and be like, you little fucking nerd. <laughs> also, one so more funny. thing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask people to set you up. I Ooh. haven't been set up. That was advice by that we've gotten from like a dating expert. Yeah. It's like, don't. I've gone to friends and I'm like, oh, like someone was talking to me. Oh, I went to Syracuse or whatever. I'm like, if you know any cute guys, please like let them know that I'm available. I don't know. Something That's like that. That's actually yeah, a really that. good idea. I know. I feel like I'd be such a bad setter-upper. 
My partner Olivia would be a good setter upper, not me. I don't think I'd be a good setter upper, but that's partially because everyone I know is in theater. And I do. <laughs> I don't We're a very interesting breed. So a couple of like fun, just like NYC questions. I love talking about New York City. It's like so much fun. Um, <laughs> what is your like ideal night out in the city? Okay. So I recently um, joined Soho House. Oh, wait. Tell us about yes. Soho House. I love it. Okay, cool. Love. That is my ideal night because you go and everyone there is there to meet people to be social wait that is so cool so it's so fun i go with like you can bring three people at a time so i'll bring like two or three friends yeah. four of us we go to the, the roof it's been nice we go to the roof and like every time i've been there we meet people we talk wow. hang out That's get so a drink fun. you know it's definitely expensive but yeah. like honestly i'm very happy you know it's worth it to me right um anyways so much fun i've met few people through that not no one that i'm like close with or no guys that i'm like really I met one guy there actually, and he went to Elon. Of course he did. <laughs> the amount of people I've seen like with an Elon hat in a bar, like it was psycho. Like, because for me, like I really don't feel like I'm a part of the Elon anymore. Now that yeah, I'm in New York, no. like I just might, I'm not really close with anyone that went to Elon, whatever. So I'm at Soho House and I meet this guy, and he's like, I went to Elon, and I'm like, Oh my god, what? Like me too. He's a few years older. So cute. Um, it was just really fun. He bought me drinks. Like it's just Aww, like a really nice okay. like it was really fun. And you know, they have parties downstairs and they have like events. So that Ooh. for me, like going to a nice dinner somewhere. Oh, literally, that is my like thing is a nice dinner. Nice dinner with 100%. good people. Yeah. And then going to Soho House because I know I can get in, first of all. That, I and I that. don't have to wait in the freaking line. It's like a nice area. Yeah. Be social there. And then go. Wow. Like, I don't need to be in the Lower East Side waiting in the hour lines at midnight with girls throwing up on the street <laughs> and no one getting their Ubers. It stresses me out. No, I get it. It's iconic. That's honestly sounds like such an iconic night. I feel you. Like, there is, I feel like over the summer and last spring, I was super in party mode. Like, I, I was loving it. And now I've, like, kind of you know it's getting it's getting colder it's like you're yes. kind of like bringing into like cozy season um but i love that answer that was a great answer um what okay what is your favorite dinner and brunch place i feel like dinner and brunch are the two meals in the city so yes that's hilarious <laughs> um i recently not recently like a few months ago when it was like spring probably i went to dudley's oh my gosh wait so good so good and so cute so cute yeah. so good and bubbies and that's a very like instagrammable okay you know, a lot been. of influencers like post there but it is so good oh okay really i think it's in tribeca Ooh, okay i gotta try I there i love love that place um and then dinner i mean this is so annoying and like it's okay I, I love it. I hate being answer. this girl, but La Picarbianca is so good. I've never been there before. It is really answer. good. Uh -huh. The one in Nomad, they have a lot of them over, yeah. around the city, but there's one in Nomad right by Madison Square Park. Like, it's like the perfect, like, I live like a 15 minute walk. I'm going to walk there, have the really amazing rigatoni. Ooh. It's really good. It's very basic. That's why I like hate saying this, but like, it's good. That's okay. Sometimes I, things are basic yeah. for a reason. Mm -hmm. I love basic things. Yeah. It's the best. So good. But I'm trying to explore more. I feel like this past year, I definitely have explored, but a lot, you know, I've been trying to save money and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah. you got to put yourself out there, experience, yeah. you know, save the money in other ways. Like, I take the bus a lot instead of Uber. So yeah. that like saves me some whatever. But um, I think this year is definitely going to be more of my trying out different places. Cool. There's an app called Belly. 
B-E-L-I. Oh, I've heard I of this. I think I've heard of this before. Yes. It's a way of like saving restaurants and like ranking restaurants that you've been to. Ooh, that's good because I will always go places and then I forget about them. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I love this place. And I remember it was near X, Y, and Z. And then I have to like go into Google Maps yes. and try and hunt it down. Yeah. that's a gr- It's a really great app. You can see what your friends ranked. So Ooh, I've been- okay, I love yeah, that. I have a lot of app recommendations. Yeah, that is yeah. a great app recommendation. Um, yeah, it's really good. I feel like I can't wait to live in the city for like the purposes of finding like more like niche restaurants mm-hmm. because I do. I love a lot of like the basic, like well-known places, um, but I can't wait to like eventually like have a neighborhood yes. and then like figure out the places like that you live by that you like to go totally. to. totally like i, I think that's think so cute as the pandemic has calmed down there's been a lot of new places at least near mm-hmm. me that have opened and so i feel so torn between going to the places i know that i really like and wanting to try out the new places and the new places kind of uh open up faster than i can go to them but it's I forget where I was going with this. Never mind. I might cut this, might cut this whole sentence. I'm really out of it right now. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll shift then um, because I'm so intrigued to hear like so much about, you know, your job and all the things that you're doing because it's just, again, it gives me the Hills vibes. I don't know why I'm getting like Lauren Conrad vibes, but in New York or what was her friend's name? Like Whitney. I forget her name. I never watched that show. Um, I another TikTok because I do all my research on TikTok that I was like (laughs) obsessed with that you were talking about was sort of your process in college for setting yourself up for getting jobs post-grad and you talked a lot about like resume and especially like I was so interested in the networking aspect of all of it can you talk about like your experience and what you did um any like networking advice because I think that is one of the hardest things about post-grad and what a lot of people get uncomfortable with especially like our generation is like the whole networking like I need to talk to people in order to get what I want thing got it yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was long <laughs> <laughs> so um senior year fall I, you know I did graphic design as my major and my I had a great professor who was all about building your portfolio and cool. I'm not exactly sure how other majors work I don't whatever but in graphic design you know building up your website you know promoting your work there is really important so I built that up first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, in any career that you're in, build your portfolio, whether that's a website, whether that's just like a physical, you know, booklet of your work. I don't know. Just build your portfolio. Step one. Yeah. Um, so I made sure that that was like as great and perfect as I could possibly get it. Yeah. And another thing that I did with my portfolio is instead of just a lot of classmates of mine put in their schoolwork. And the thing with the schoolwork is it's it's great, it's work, but it, you're, it's nothing you're passionate about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you did some silly little project on the side for school that you just want to did in the, pa- in the past month just to get out of the way and maybe hopefully get an A. Yeah. But my professor was saying, you know, do things on the side that you want to be doing. Mm. So that, I think, set me apart a lot because I was creating really fun, cool magazine-like collages and, you know, artwork that I was really enjoying that I wanted to be doing, you yeah. know, at the end of the day to put that in my portfolio. So then from there, I went on LinkedIn. It was like my first time ever using LinkedIn. Oh my God, this year was my first time yes. ever. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like second connections. Like, I don't know. I was like, what is this LinkedIn? Um, and I went, I wrote a list of my dream companies that I would want to work for. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to work for Cosmopolitan. That was like my number one. I knew that. But besides Cosmo, I wanted a few other things that like I would be so happy if I worked here. Yeah. Then I went on LinkedIn and I looked up the company and I went to the people and I searched in location New York 
And I went through and I was specifically looking for graphic designers or like art directors and connecting with them and sending out requests. And a lot of them don't connect with you, but some do. You know, you'd be surprised. You send out cold invitations and some people answer or whatever. So yeah. I would message them or email them after that if I had their e- if they had their email and their profile emailed. If not, I would message them. And I kind of created a template. Um, Dear so-and-so, I really um, admire your work at this company. You've got to do your research, you know, right. look them up and whatever. You've got to be, you know, real about it. Um, I was like, I would love to pick your brain for 10 minutes. 10 minutes over Zoom. Love some advice. And, you know, a lot of people want to talk about themselves. They want to, like, share, you know, career advice and whatnot with a college student or someone that they could mentor almost. Yeah. People like to be thought of as mentors and people that you look up to. So I had a few different Zoom meetings with people at different companies and asked them different questions. And that really, really helped me because I first of all learned about more about what the – corporate life is like, especially in New York, because I was really talking to only people that were in New York. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they could connect me with other people and just like having them as c- contacts and I would send them my work and ask for help. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, you know, some people don't really answer or, or after the first call are like, okay, now I'm not interested. But some people are like really interested in yeah. like helping and they feel excited. And, you know, on the other end, on our end, you really do need to put in the work as well. It can't just be a random person. You're like, I like your work. And you didn't even look at their work. you got to like do your research and don't talk to them unless you actually really like admire what they do. Yeah. Because th- then that's going to be an authentic, real connection and you're going to build a mentor-mentee relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think that I got that with a few people, which was really nice and really helped me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that definitely use LinkedIn. Yeah, that's all. It's so funny because I had this conversation with my dad last night um, about actually it was Olivia's dad, my partner's <laughs> father, and my dad went golfing the other day. Oh, that is so cute. It was very sweet. And the Olivia's dad was talking about how he got into Columbia and basically he like was committed to Holy Cross and then his friends and him took because you got to take a day off from school went to go visit Columbia and he got on campus and was like wait I like this like so much better and I mean it definitely was a different time in this world he just like went to the dean's office and was like I really want to go here and the dean was like basically if you apply by this point tomorrow I'll consider your application and got in wow and I it just like is drawing me back to this because my dad was saying like your generation, your generation, but still, like asking for the things that you, you want. want, and I sometimes people might give them. Yeah, no, and I remember when we interviewed Abby Morris. She has a podcast called More Than Tracy Turnblad. I was just asking her questions about podcasting, especially getting guests on, and she was like, honestly. People will say yes yeah. most of the time. You'd be shocked. And I was like litter. And some people like I'm like shook that they would have said that they said yes or like or people have asked us to come on things. And I'm just like, this is like it's crazy. This whole world of networking and asking for things and, you know, putting yourself out there. And it also goes back to dating. Like you can ask for what you want. People can't Go read your minds. Unfortunately, sometimes I would really like that. Um, tying into what your dad did as much as like not that time. Julia, uh, Julia's my best friend. Mm-hmm. She's the great above us. <laughs> she initially applied to schools for acting and then realized like kind of after applications all closed, she didn't want to do that. Mm. And so she literally, after acceptances had gone out, emailed Emerson and said, I have good grades and good test scores and you should let me in. 
and she convinced them to, again, wow. acceptances had gone out. Wow. Applications long over. Got accepted into Emerson yeah. and went to Emerson. That's fierce. And she just told them, like, you should let me in. And they yeah. when you're let, like, who the fuck would think to yeah. do that? When I, I interned at Betch's Media a few oh, years yes, ago. I saw that. That's so cool. And one of the um, girls who worked there, who still works there at the time, uh, she told me that she really wanted to work at Betch's. So she literally came to the city with a resume, knocked on the door of the office because she found it online or whatever, and was like, I want to work here. Here is my resume. Call me. See, what's hard is that, like, wow. that stuff, like, can really work. And, like, I think used to work even more, like, sort of like your dad was saying back in the day. But there are some places that will take very poorly to that. Like, I at least know within theater, like, there are some places that literally say, like, don't mail us your shit. Don't right. come to us. We don't want to talk to you. If it says that, obviously don't yeah. do it. But, like, there's some places I feel like I think that's part of the reason why we're more hesitant to do it is there's, like, some places that will get really annoyed at that. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I, I don't think that that networking is not a part of the theater world. It definitely is. Um, I just think the way maybe it's set up where, you know, we are auditioning for something. And so you're basically asking permission to be into mm-hmm. something, which is kind of like a job interview. But I do think that there is more leeway in job interviews. I mean, how I got my internship right now was through a friend like yeah. I just think in the in the quote again I put this on TikTok the other day I'm like what does corporate even mean like what classifies as a corporate job anyways um I uh oh gosh now I lost my train of thought how you got your job oh um I just think there's more leeway to get it through other means than asking for permission which isn't a very theater thing a lot of things are like both within theater and out are about like knowing people and like I I read the book, The Defining Decade, which I really liked. And one of the things was like, use your weak connections. Like, kind of going back to what you're saying, you won't know until you ask. And they might help you. Totally. And then also, like, you don't need to wait for a job to open to, like, send out a resume or, you know, put the word out. You know, I think that it actually helps you more when there's no job opening Mm. and you connect with someone beforehand and say, please consider me if there is a job opening that you can send my way and that I can apply for. I think they they look up, they look it shows that you're genuinely you're, you're really genuinely interested. You're not just like, oh my God, I need a job. Right. I saw this job opening. Help me. Right. It's I'm really interested in your company. I'm interested in the work. If there happens to be something open, please keep me in mind. Yeah. A hundred percent. No, that's really, really great advice. All of this. This like whole networking thing I just find so interesting. Um and so like, how was it working at Cosmo? Like, give us, like, the rundown of that. Because you would put TikToks about, like, you know, what the office looks like. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, the Barbie, like, portraits and stuff. So cute. Cosmo was the best experience ever. Yeah. I loved it more than anything. Yeah. It was everything and everything I ever wanted. Um, I could, I mean, it kind of sucked because it was post-pandemic. And there weren't as many events. Like, People weren't really in the office much, so that kind of sucked because I was really looking forward to, you know, everything Cosmo offered, you know, that I was always, like, looking looking at, you know, po- um, pre-COVID. Yeah. So that honestly kind of blew, but, like, everything else, you know, the work-life balance was amazing. The work that I was doing, I was, I was doing really cool art, mm. you know. I was creating fun. Like, I remember, you know, we would get articles from editors, and there was an article called, you know, I found out my husband was cheating on me via Facebook groups. Oh, my gosh. And I had to create art for that. 
It's like, what? Like, how <laughs> do I do that? And it's just like, you got to be really creative. So the actual work I was doing, I was loving it. Yeah. The people I made, I made some really good friends who I'm still in, fr- still in contact with and still friends with. Honestly, it really sucked. I was on a full-time freelance contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working 40 hours a week. And, you know, when we went into the office twice a week, I went. And I felt like I was completely a part of the team, but I wasn't a full-time staff member. Yeah. And there's a rule within the company that after a certain amount of hours of a contract role, you got to leave. Unless there's a full-time position, which there wasn't. So unfortunately, I had to go. Yeah. I didn't really want to. um, But the experience was so amazing. You know, if I ever have the opportunity to go back, I 100% would. Yeah. Um, It was just really incredible. And I I mean... I looked up to everyone who worked there. You know, you, you kind of could think like, oh, Devil Wears Prada, you. Like, yeah, you're working at a magazine. Ask, like, how is it? I was like, a little worried. Yeah. But really, like, I mean, obviously there's like drama within any tour company. Right. But like yeah. everyone at Cosmo is exactly what you kind of would think of a Cosmo girl, you know, <laughs> super like really sweet and smart. Yeah. Like these women are smart. And I was like, I felt like, oh, my God, I need to put my you have to put your A game on. You know, you feel like you want to. Be your best version of yourself when you're there, um, which is why I really enjoyed being in person. Um, everyone was just super welcoming, really sweet. Um, I, I really I can't say enough amazing things about it. Yeah. Um, and hopefully one day I I go back there. Did everybody like wear amazing outfits? Kind of curious. So yeah, in my mind, I thought of it that oh my god, everyone and everyone did look cute, but like. It's it's very welcoming. Like you don't feel intimidated. Okay. Yes. That's like the, thing. the devil wears Prada. It's not like that. Like everyone has their own sense of style. Everyone was unique. It's not like we're all everyone was the same person. You know, yeah. everyone had their own unique style. It was very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, you may, might not have expected. You know, it was diverse and um it was welcoming. It didn't feel intimidating. It didn't feel like you couldn't talk to people there, you know. Um, but yeah, realistically, it's just it's an office. Everyone's there to work. And it, it's and everyone was really great. That's amazing. No, that sounds like such a cool opportunity, especially like because, you know, you think of graphic designers and like uh, we, you know, have our own experience with working with graphic designers for stuff for the podcast. But like that is so cool, like giving an article and then you have to make yes. a post off of that. That's so cool. Yeah. So when you go to Cosmo.com and you see, you know, someone's article like there's art. I wow. always remember like whenever I was on Cosmo, I always really liked the art that they did uh, with it. They I do, love Cosmo. They do such amazing work. They do. I'm obsessed. Okay. Now, this is still kind of like in the vein of like Cosmo, like working in fashion. So you've been to Fashion Week a couple of times. What is it really like? Give us the tea. I'm so intrigued because sort of what you brought up before, like you see influencers and stuff go to these events and stuff. And we've been to a a few events, but nothing like compared to like maybe somebody who does it full time. Um, And I'm just so intrigued to know what it was like. It is crazy. So here's the thing. There's a group of influencers who are very clicky. And I think you can totally see that via social media. And I'm not saying that they're mean girls or like whatever, but you know, when you're around these girls, it's it feels high schooly. Mm. It really does. Like, and I've talked to other influencers, you know, girls who are much bigger than me. I, I don't, I don't even have ten thousand followers, but you know, girls who are in the ten thousand, twenty thousand range feel left out, mm. and it's very interesting. This influencer world, you know, it seems it. It's really crazy. You know, there's this core group that are like the main big influencers of New York City. Yes. And individually, I think they're really great and awesome, talented people. But as a whole, when they're together, it's very intimidating and not welcoming. 
And it kind of feels like they're the stars of the show and nobody else can kind of like get in. Yeah. And other influencers feel left out or especially the influencers who are full time. You know, there are some full time influencers who are like, we're not a part of this crew. We don't have coworkers. We're we're on our own. It kind of sucks feeling on the outs. Yeah. So I I felt that too. You know, I, I was going to Fashion Week, you know, on my own as well. And, you know, by pitching. So I don't I don't have the followers. Um, but I have bylines in Cosmo and Betches and, yeah. you know, if I wanted to pitch, you know, I, I would love to learn more about pitching, but, you know, I pitched myself to, you know, brands and different PR companies being like, I'd love to attend your show. I have bylines here, whatever. And this is my TikTok. You know, you can just pitch yourself, which is really awesome. And no one really knows. Like, no, I didn't know that. I have 3000 followers on Instagram and TikTok. That's not many, but you pitch yourself. If you pitch yourself in a way that shows like we were talking about. Emerson, take me, yeah. give me whatever. People can say yes. So a lot of people say no, but a lot of people said yes. Yeah. And I would go and it's just like, you're really on your own mm-hmm. unless you have yeah. friends with you. Yeah. So you got to love what you're doing and be okay being by yourself. Um, And, you know, you meet a few gems along the way, but for the most part, it's very competitive. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh my God, I'm glad I invited to that. I didn't get it. How do I get invited to that? Can yeah. you help me get invited to that? It's everyone's feeding off of each other, interesting. which is interesting. The people that you're seeing on Instagram posting at these events, you're like, how is this person getting invited? Most likely, they asked someone else, hey, can you help me get invited? Ah, that is so – you know what? I was literally thinking about this last night um, because there is like an influencer that I enjoy and follow that's in town and was going to things with like people because I – you know what? I think that – the influencing New York scene and watching it through social media is almost like watching a reality show sometimes. It's like our own Gossip Girl. Yeah. It is. And you're not really seeing the inner workings of the drama because a lot of people, you know, keep it hush-hush, which is totally fine. But it is sometimes watching like a reality TV. And, you know, when you're inspiring to do something similar, you know, I'm watching and taking notes sort of in a way. Um, But somebody was in town and was going to these events and I was like, huh, like, I wonder, like, how does the PR team know that you're going to be town and stuff but that makes like a lot of sense that you know you're either pitching or hey my friend is going here can you tell them that i'm also available yes or you're hanging out with a influencer friend and they're like oh i'm going to this event tonight and you're like oh can you like i would love to come can you bring me yeah yes a lot of these influencers are plus ones yeah that you that they're posting that they're the ones that were invited but they're actually the plus ones yeah I was your plus one to bomb bomb wins. Hey. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so glad that through everything, like, again, we haven't done anything crazy by any means. And I'm not saying that we have, but I've been so glad that like Sarah and I have had each other. Because yes. It makes it so much less yeah. intimidating. I would have like freaked out going alone to things like, yes. Yeah. Cause it is hard. I definitely am shyer at the like beginning. Like I'm very extroverted with people I know, but like, when I first meet people, I, f- I swear I forget the English language. Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm like, blah, 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 like, but another thing with these influencer events is, you know, it can feel really intimidating. But every like I said, everyone wants to meet new people. Everyone yeah. wants yeah. to expand their network. They might not feel comfortable, you know, going up to you. So if you feel comfortable, like I've gone up to many people and I'm like, hi, I follow you on Instagram. Like, I'm so happy to meet you in person. Right. And so many of them are like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Let me follow you. Like, let's connect. And you then grow your network. It's really nice. Do you want to know a motto that 
I try uh, try oftentimes with failure to apply to my life, but I'm bringing it up because I don't know if you remember, but when we applied to Elon, one of the things on the application was your life motto in a hashtag. Oh, I hated oh. that question. It so was a much. I don't remember stupid, that. stupid question. I've only remembered this because this is something that I'm constantly trying to apply to my life, again, with various levels of success. The worst they can say is no. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the, which, again, I think is a bad answer, actually, as far as the Elon hashtag. That doesn't make sense <laughs> really as a hashtag. And I didn't understand the question. It was very stupid. I understand they were trying to connect to our generation. Bad question. Try again. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's a good motto. I totally agree with you. Put yourself out there. Worst case scenario. It doesn't happen. Whatever. Move on. Next. Literally. That's the motto of today's episode is put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Period. I totally agree. Period. Okay, so to end off, let's do some fun fashion questions. Okay. How would you describe your style? That's very difficult. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm I'm experimenting. Okay, cool. You know, since moving to New York, you know, you re- I really feel like you can dress in any way you want. Agreed. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. You can go to a coffee shop dressed in the, to the nines. You right. can go to that same coffee shop looking horrifying like literally so now that i'm in new york you know i'm really i'm wearing a sparkly sequin skirt that i've owned and i'm like i can only wear this you know during christmas time no no you can wear that whenever you want so i'm really having fun with color and feathers and sparkles and just like i love i love dressing for fun and you know and being all out there so i think that funky i don't the thing is i don't know if other people would describe me as funky because I'm not, like, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to dress a little bit more out there. Yeah. I feel like that's the way that fashion's going right now. Or, like, yeah. the trends. Like, I feel like a lot of things are, like, out there. An interesting thing that I've heard from a few people is kind of how, like, the trend cycle's now going so fast that, like, trends are kind of ceasing to exist a little bit because they're so micro and so fast yes. that, like, it's impossible for anyone to keep, to keep up. up. And I think, like, I mean, that's horrible as far as fast fashion and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of things. But I do think that, like, partially due to social media, like, we're getting to see a more range of styles, which is, like, so fun to, like, so fun. see shit on people that, like, wouldn't really be my vibe. But I'm like, that is so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I My answer is classic with a twist. Ooh. I like that answer. Classic with a twist. You know, I my mom has she, – she's so funny. She's a fashionista. That, that woman. She says you need – you need – a basic outfit with one thing. One mm-hmm. thing that just really Makes pops. it, yeah. You know, I'll wear like a white t-shirt and jeans with like funky cowboy boots. You know, and that just like makes the outfit, you know? So, yeah. or like like a plain brown shirt with a sequin sparkly skirt. Right. You know, just <laughs> one thing or two things that just like make it pop. Ooh. So, I, I do a lot of basics with a little funkiness. I love that. It. I think that's a really good – actually, that's, like, such a good way to build your closet. Like, basics with, like, some funky stuff. Exactly. I love that. I'm bad at getting basics. I don't end up yeah. with too yeah. many funky things <laughs> that, like, that don't really make any sense together. I got a big order from Old Navy the other day. I just Ooh. got some basic, you know, white turtleneck, black turtleneck t-shirts. I need those. I, that's what Do I that. need right now. I need to replace some of my, like, old white basics things. I have some that have uh, yeah. gotten a little crusty. They're maybe not so white <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, that – some. Pants, sneakers, cool jacket. I know. Cool accessories. You got yourself a cool outfit. That's what I need. I need some cool accessories. What? Okay. Speaking of trends, though, what is your favorite and least favorite trend right now? Okay. I hate the ballet 
situation. The ballet flats that are coming back. Oh my god! I think Look, flats are lame. Either being a heel or sneakers. If you're a Come short in. girl like myself. Who's like a little bit more on the curvy side? Flats don't work for me. <laughs> I look like a little midget, um, little hippopotamus kind of like wearing my little flats. Like I feel like a little girl. Um, it doesn't work. I think yeah. when you're tall and lengthy, I think maybe it works. But for me, I'm like, get away from me. Yeah, no, I no. just think they look stupid. I think they I know look that's stupid. Me. And how are they, they look comfortable? Stupid. They're not. They have no support. There's They're no a shitty support. shoe. It's a shitty, <laughs> shitty shoe. I hate them. So I, I hate it. I just can't believe it's coming back. Like, I remember in middle school, like, having Tory Burch flats yes. because I thought I was the shit and bought them. Um, and I just cannot. No. They look so bad. With our skinny jeans and the ballet And the ballet. Oh, my God. Just uncomfortable. Yeah. It just doesn't give you anything. Like, yeah, even yes. if you are tall, like, it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. So I, I don't like it. flats are fucking lame. Lame. Not to bully people, but <laughs> yeah, make a decision. Bully. Yeah. Make a decision or either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that's my least favorite. Yes. My favorite. Hmm. I, I mean, I really, I do like. I do really like the loafer and Uggs. Oh, the Ugg trend. I Ugg, like the Uggs. I love Uggs. You're not really an Ugg person, are I've you? I've never owned a pair of Uggs. That I is actually kind of want a pair because I've never had one, but I run hot, so I fear my yes, feet that's getting the thing. too sweaty. I feel like I you hot. would rock the Ugg platform. I also just don't, like, because Uggs are so, like, you have to be careful with weather, I'm not sure how they work very yeah. well in New York. I feel like you'd have to be very protective of them, which, like, Again, you do. They're, they're not supposed yeah they're a nice like i love them for like i i need to go to cvs and throw them on like that's like i got the burks with the sherpa in it they're my favorite thing ever right now because i can just like put them on and go yeah i do think that would be nice because i don't really have a good shoe for that anymore throw them on and get out especially in the winter it's like in the in the summer it's like you have sandals or burks or whatever see i don't wear my burks in the city anymore I don't need all of the city getting in my feet. I my mom wears Burks a lot, and I will make her wash her feet when she enters my <laughs> what apartment. What about the claw, like the ones that I have? No, is that I not just, your? Not I your don't stuff? have that yet. Okay, but <laughs> I was yeah, but I feel that I feel like an UGG would be good. I want the like the mini UGGs, the ones yes, that yes. everyone's those has are right adorable. Now. I know, and They're also so the cute. thing with New York is like I really value comfort. You're walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're Tea. on the move, so it's like. I really, you know, I love really fun boots, but like if I can't walk in them, like uh, I, I used to be a huge heels girly and I blame the pandemic for beating it out of me because like I just lost like I used to just be able to handle that pain, mm-hmm. but I then didn't for two years. And so yeah. now it's like, mm, yeah, I always actually now bring sneakers everywhere. I'm full up. Yeah, I will bring a tote bag with sneakers for me to change into. Smart. Yeah. Sarah can, I've brought them to multiple bars. Mars, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I Commitment. just wear sneakers now. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Okay. What are three things that you will like always have in your closet? Okay. Definitely like a nice cool pair of sneakers like yes. we were talking about. We were talking about New Balances on the way here because I just got a pair. Yeah. I really like a new pair. I have this pair of Nike like I don't remember what they're called, but they're like kind of platform. They're like pink and orange. And I just feel so cool wearing those shoes. They're comfortable. They're cool. Throw them on with sweatpants. Throw them on with jeans. Like, I love it. Yes. So those, I think having a fun, cool pair of sneakers that kind of go with anything. Yes. Number one. I agree with that. Number two, like we were talking about basics. You Mm got to have the basic white tee, the basic turtleneck, whatever, because if you have, and then the third would be a fun accessory. Yes. Because you got the basics with a fun accessory, you got your outfit. So those are the three things you gotta got 
you gotta have in your closet. Now I like want to go through my um, closet. I'm like, I need such a fun activity. I need to go through and throw it all out. Okay, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) throw it all. I have no money for that. Um, So actually, literally, you just answered. I was gonna say if somebody's like struggling to put an outfit together, like what would you say to make it easier? But that's literally it. Basics, one cool, fun accessory, and I think you got yourself an outfit. I mean, maybe not even one few cool accessories. I feel like we've gotten to the stage of, of life where maximalist maximalism yeah is a thing yeah again because it was all about like Minimal- having nothing yes but like wearing you know white t-shirt jeans cool jacket cool shoes and like, cool sunglasses like those are three fun accessories right. I think you got an, yourself an outfit I never wore like accessories in Holland I never wore accessories in like high school or college because like the dance classes you can't like mm-hmm. technically even the jewelry I'm wearing right now I wasn't allowed to but you were just kind of they would let you um so i got really into accessories post-college and i realized how much like they can change an outfit change they literally and it's change so easy and it like gives you like a weird amount of not cred isn't the right word but like you can change cool. it so easily and it like can enhance an outfit so much and like it's very putting on like two rings changes it up and it doesn't take very much time no Wow. It's the details. My life has changed right now. I'm like so excited to go home and start. Like, I know. <laughs> so inspired. My closet. Okay. So last question. We ask everyone this. What is a recent clueless moment you have? Oh. It can be big, Anything small. You want Sometimes there are full-blown life crises we're having. Sometimes there are things that I could just Google, but I don't. For example, how do you clean your dishwasher? Oh, I texted my grandma. How long does raw, is raw chicken okay in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think she answered i <laughs> love that <laughs> i had to call her but no i mean that's one clueless moment but i i have a lot that yeah. sounds like me with cooking literally i remember sophomore year of college i like did i still don't know how to cook but i literally would call my mom and be like how long do you steam broccoli for <laughs> yes I've been vegetarian since fifth grade, and I I've cooked meat essentially once in my life, and it was for my ex for Valentine's Day. But I couldn't taste test it, and I had never cooked meat before, and so I was like, "This could be horribly over undercooked, yep. no, not no. seasoned at all." And I kept asking him, "I was like, is it good?" And he kept telling me it was good. I had no way of checking if he was lying. I was just like, "Okay, I hope I didn't poison you." I saw the funniest TikTok like a year ago. Me and my little sister were dying, and because this is us, it was a TikTok, and it was like, "Mom." The Tylenol bottle says to take two tablets if I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. How many tablets should I take? <laughs> That's me. I'm like, mom. That is literally me to a T. The instructions wow. say to microwave for five minutes. How long should I microwave it for? <laughs> that is so good. I love that. So well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, we, this was so much fun. We had a blast. Love this. All things NYC. I'm here for it. Love. <laughs> NYC. Nowhere like it. Just got here this I knew. All right, y'all. All right, have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was our chat with Claire Brodsky. 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 I'm making it more complicated. Hi, that was our interview with Claire Brodsky. Period. Yeah, Brodsky. Yeah. Okay. It sounds wrong to me now. You know when you say something like, too many I, times yeah. and yeah, it learns me- loses meaning, not learns meaning. We have never been good at sayings on this podcast. I, I'm shockingly bad at speaking for someone who in multiple ways has tried to make it my profession. <laughs> um, again, I had a teacher who 
was one of my performing arts teacher I had had for a year. Yeah. Knew I was in theater, knew I'd done theater for a long time. And she seriously recommended to me that I take a public speaking class. Interesting. Which Interesting. was definitely a little bit of a slap to the face. I was like, good. That's kind of the whole thing I do. But thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Next on my list. We hope you all enjoyed our interview. Claire was super cool. And we're so glad we got to meet her. Hashtag go Phoenix. Live, love, long. Wait, what baby. is that cheer? E-U, do, do, do. I've never E-Lon. heard this before. Is that it? Okay. Maybe. I don't. Sorry. I never went to a sports game. I went to like one. I always meant to go to one. Like literally part of the reason I went to not a conservatory was that actually it was more so I was like, I want to have the option to do regular yeah. college things. 100%. I didn't do them. Right. But, but I liked having the option. The option's there. Um, yeah. But yeah, live, love, lawn. Uh, live, love, the lawn. And if you liked today's episode, we would really, really appreciate it if you went and like rated. And reviewed. And subscribed. And follow. Follow. Yes. yes. Follow. I think that's like what you can do now on Spotify is like follow. So <laughs> we would really love that. And you can also check us out on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless. And on TikTok at Completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. Yes. We have so much fun over there. We do. And if you like want to also check us out in our personal social media world, I am at Sarah Alice Liddy. I'm on Instagram at a.j.flowers and on TikTok I'm some variation of that. If you want to find me on TikTok, just type in just Audrey Flowers. Google. Yeah, either do that or just Google Audrey Flowers TikTok. There That's how go. I usually find my own TikTok if I'm not on my phone. Amazing. Um Yeah, thanks for joining with Oh my god, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for joining with Thanks for joining with us. Joining with us or thanks for tuning in. All right, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks for sitting down and chatting with us. Not that you're here, but you guys were so responsive today. We loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's so much to the conversation. Guys, I need to pull myself together. Okay. <laughs> Love you all. <laughs> Have an amazing Tuesday. Have an amazing week. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. That is right. Uh <laughs> Do you want to know what my first instinct to say then was? What? Because I always say something strange after you say Oh yeah. My my first instinct was there's no ethical consumption in a capitalist society. <laughs> And that is your fun fact of the day. I'm tired. I'm really am. But not in the focus. I'm really proud of you. Okay. Love you, baby.